House of Bob is made possible in part by Calgary, Alberta's own Legend 7 Brewing and by support from listeners like you. To pledge your support, visit patreon.com slash houseofbobcast. Hey everyone, Sean here from House of Bob Podcast with some exciting news for you. 2018 was a big year for us with lots of fun content and lots of great interaction with our listeners. We hope to make 2019 a year of growth, and so we have some exciting news. The long-awaited and much-anticipated House of Bob Patreon has been launched. You can go to patreon.com slash houseofbobcast in order to subscribe for tons of great content and other extras. Your support makes it possible for us to continue producing the House of Bob podcast, and by pledging, you can help us to achieve our goals of making more content, including additional shows, game supplements, preferrals, comics, and lots more artwork. Supporters at the $5 tier will receive an on-air thank you, as well as access to our exclusive Patreon-only podcast that will include stuff like bloopers, uncut content, and director's commentary, where members of our team go back and review, critique, and constructively deconstruct all of our episodes. If you support at the $10 level, you'll also get access to our name and NPC database, where you can suggest ideas for characters we're going to incorporate into upcoming storylines. There are, of course, lots of other great rewards, like getting early access to episodes, the $25 a month t-shirt club, GM consultations with the House of Bob team members. And if you're really loaded, you could even subscribe at the $100 a month level, and you can pick someone from our team to run a birthday one-shot just for you. And now, without further ado, House of Annihilation, Chapter 24. Last time on House of Annihilation, Lee, Horik, Douglas, and Crate enter the Tomb of the Nine Gods, braving the first of the ancient traps the dungeon has to offer and awakening the spirit of a dead god. Hello, I'm Jake, and I'm playing as Crate, a doomsaying disciple of Dendar the Night Servant. I'm Dan, I'll be playing Liani, Liana Servana, the Elf Beastmaster, with my little buddy Hamlet. My name's Alex, and I'll be playing the burly yet sensitive pirate, Hork Jones. I'm Christina, and I play Douglas, the now harrowed Ganassi wizard who is looking to save his family's legacy. And I'm Sean, your dungeon master. Thanks for joining us, and roll on! So you guys are now standing at the precipice at the top of this hundred-foot shaft this balcony running around it. You've got a set of stairs going down and branching hallways heading off each north, south, east, west side of this grand staircase. Last time you had disrupted one of the shrines of the dead gods and Horik got possessed. You fought some whites, W-I-G-H-T. Thanks. (laughs) You fought a skeleton and kept its head. And just saw a mysterious stooped creature disappear into the darkness on a level below you. Let's go adventure. Do you want to go down? Do you want to go down one of the other hallways? I just saw movement downstairs. I don't want to go down there. I want to go down there. Oh. You don't have to follow me. Let's split up the party. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds safe. <laughs> sure. Douglas goes by himself down <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> Hork is feeling Good luck. surprisingly and unfamiliarly risk averse. Oh, and, yeah. and decides he's going to stay up where it's safe <laughs> while the rest of the party goes That down. is the least safe spot. Yeah. Heights? Yeah, heights are scary. <laughs> what if you fall down the side Ooh. into the 100-foot drop? But there's drop. also that thing down there. Horik's feeling torn up inside. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. 
Why don't we just go through this doorway up at the top here? Beside the stairwell. Let's go there. Down that hallway? Sure. Okay. okay. So that hallway goes north for maybe 25 feet and then turns left ahead of you. Those of you who can see further into this dark area, see at the end of the hallway, a rusting statue of a knight standing at the west end of the hall, gripping a large iron shield. Shards and flakes of rusted metal cover the floor around the statue's feet. Hmm. Right now, you're still kind of standing back. You're just midway through the hallway towards where it sort of widens out where the night is. It's up to you if you want to continue down that way. But it looks, by what you can see around it, almost like a dead end. It looks like a dead end. I pick up a rock and throw it at the armor. It plinks off. I, I approach it slowly. Okay. Short swords at the ready. Oh, really? Yep. That's important for me to know, actually. <laughs> Definitely at the ready, then. <laughs> but what if it was peaceful unless you were bearing weapons? Hmm. Dan, what kind of armor is Lee wearing? What's she wearing? What's Lee yeah, wearing? Yeah, that's inappropriate. <laughs> that's I said armor. I was being appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> wearing scale mail. All right. As you pass the threshold into this room where it starts to widen up, I need you to make a athletics check. 16. Okay. So you step over this threshold with your short swords out and your scale mail on. And as soon as you pass over that threshold, you suddenly feel this force pulling not only at your swords to like rip them out of your hands, but also at the armor on your very body. And you just dig your feet into the ground and you manage to avoid sliding forward across the room. As long as you're standing here, you can feel this attractant force pulling you towards the statue. Magnets. (laughs) How do they work? Mm -hmm. They pull. They pull real good. I'm able to hold my feet down so I can step back. You are. You're able to step back. All right. Gonna have to get naked, you guys. Okay. (laughs) Avert your eyes. Okay. It's too dark for a whore to see anyway. (laughs) Or just take off metal. Douglas is not even sure he can Are you wearing anything underneath your armor? Scale male undergarments, too. <laughs> <laughs> Chain male bikini, yeah. 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 <laughs> sweaty. Yeah. I guess I've used presidentation. I made a little candle floating in the air. Oh, did you? Yeah. Can you, like, make it go forward and, like, hold it next to the armor? Yeah. Back there? I can do whatever I want with can it. Can you, like, maybe knock the helmet off? You can't do anything. <laughs> Give me a break. No, it says here, can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're not reading it. You can nine, only hold like five pounds. Level cantrip. Yeah. I can definitely send it over there. We've also got zombie Kosev, keep in mind. Oh, yeah. Oh. You allow your floating candle to float forward towards the statue. It's hovering in front of the air of it. And you can see that, yeah, this statue appears to be made out of metal, but is covered and partially corroded with this like bright red rust. The iron shield is the only part of the night that does not have any rust on it, where the rest of it is starting to corrode. It's the magnet. Looks like it's been there for a while. There's no eye on it like the other one had like a weird... No. You just see this giant pile of, of rusted shards littering the floor at the bottom of, of the statue. Previous people's armors, I guess. What can you get Kosef to do? Nothing requiring intelligence. Just go there, hit that. Go there, pick up shield. Is that within the realm of possibility? I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. Kosef. <laughs> <laughs> I think if by get that, it you mean hit it with his claws. Can he hit it all the way over here? <laughs> <laughs> Play some shuffleboard with that shield. Yeah. 
Um, well, like you saw in the past that Kozef was using Undead as like pack mules. Oh, that's true. Right? Okay. He would be able to okay. do basic things that you explicitly sure. ordered him sure. to do. Okay. Sounds good. And just to clarify, mm-hmm. the statue, it's intact other than being rusty and kind of falling apart. But okay. And well, what's the deal with that? The head we found on the skeleton again, what did it look like? The head of the skeleton is, is, it's all right. It's fused with this steel triangle. Right. The pyramid head. Triangle, not even a pyramid, but more like a triangular prism sticking up. Okay, sure. Not relevant. Sure. We could send in Kosev to try to grab the shield. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have armor on? Nope. Perfect. It's not. And gross. (laughs) He's got some rags. So you send the the zombie Kozef or the ghoul Kozef forward and he lumbers up to the statue of the night, grabs the shield, and then attempts to wrench it away. But it looks like it's either too heavy or it's like fused onto the statue behind it. He's not able to tear it away. This was like when that he couldn't open the... uh... The tomb last time. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Can any of us even use shields? I do, actually. Oh, okay. I can use shields. I'm actually using... uh, (laughs) What's his name? Shields. Cranston's old shield. Yeah. I'm a battle mage now. This one's probably better than than Cranston's. Except for that it probably is going to curse me in some particular way. I mean, Cranston's got him killed, It's pulling you. Why don't you just go over and take it? (laughs) Yeah, it's calling to you. (laughs) Because I can't even use shields. But well, you I can could, give it to me after. <laughs> <laughs> you already, you're in the predicament. Is no, all I'm not. Saying. I backed out. And you don't even wear metal. Why would you wear metal? Wear metal? Yeah. Are uh, you wearing metal? You're like no, a wizard. No, just my shield, yeah. Yeah, then put down your shield and go get it. Okay. <laughs> you made logical sense, Lee. I, it's I put, better than me getting naked. <laughs> Agreed. So I put down my shield and I walk over to it. Are you carrying any metal at all? I think I put down everything because I'm just like I saw what happened to Lee. Okay. I think the only other thing you had was like a dagger. So and like yeah. Okay, so you sat down, basically all your stuff. Mm-hmm. You walk up to the statue. Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm gonna tie a rope to you. Okay, thanks. A metal rope. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's a chain sucker, and it cuts me in half. <laughs> no, just to pull you back. Before yeah. you go, create popsy with a quick guidance and resistance. Thanks. What does that do? It just gives you a D4 on your next saving throw or skill check. Nice. And then Lee gives you a big hug. Oh, aw. I hope we see you again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to go get that shit. We will tell stories of you. <laughs> okay, I just walk oh, over Douglas. now. <laughs> he almost had that you, shield. You get up and, and by the time you get right up to the statue, you are like wading through like three inches of just rusted material Mm -hmm. lying on the ground i'm gonna get tetanus you guys (laughs) you get right up to the shield kind of peek behind it and you see that yeah this is all one thing Mm. the statue and the shield are connected and fused together but you definitely detect and can feel the the magical energy like a transmutation sort of energy on the shield as you're there now that you're up there can you tell if it's truly a dead end or if there's anything else there yeah, I use my little candle to try to actually see if there's anything behind it. Perception check. Okay. Now you actually add a D4 to that because it's just whatever your next check is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> gonna need it. That's yeah. a waste. <laughs> that was a natural two with a three on the guidance roll. <laughs> yeah. A little better on your D4. Douglas looks around the room. I look around the room and my perception plus two on that. So <laughs> not a whole lot of knowing. 
you're just so interested in this transmutation aura that you're not really. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you guys, the shield is sweet, but it's connected. And I don't know anything else other than that. Maybe that's all there is. Could be. Maybe. Should we explore elsewhere and come back if something jogs our memory? Yeah, I think we should go down the stairs. All right. See if that guy knows anything. Yeah, we can ask the guy. <laughs> hey, what's up with the statue? Hey. <laughs> e. We're lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how it goes. We need directions to the soulmonger, please. <laughs> God, they're so rude in the tomb. So you guys turn around. You head back out. I let Lee pull me back. <laughs> you just lay prone on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I pull me through all that rusted metal. <laughs> well, when I think about it, we don't really want a shield that's going to rust all of our equipment. That's true. Douglas collects all of his stuff up off the ground. Yep. You guys get back out to the stairs. So you want to go down, you say? Yeah. Holding Horik's hand, I start walking down the stairs. I pat your hand. It's going to be okay. Horik feels a little better. (laughs) (laughs) I should say a little hand. Your hand's probably like so much bigger than my hand. (laughs) So meaty. It's the size of like a head of lettuce when when he makes a fist. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) So then I'm really just holding your pinky. (laughs) So you look like a child as you go. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like a child. yeah. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm the brave one. Totally. Now you are. Yeah. And the frontline fighter. As you descend the stairs, the light that was sort of penetrating through the cracks in the ceiling of level one begins to fade away into total darkness. As you get to the bottom of the stairs, you can see that the banister of this level, or of the balcony of this level, no longer is made of human skulls, but it is instead engraved with those mocking green devil faces. And in fact, the walls themselves are carved with this repeating motif of these devil faces, much like that green mask that you saw before. I love what they've done with the place. It's super, super interesting. I like how it turns from skulls to devil faces. Like, I'm not extra scary. This was just (laughs) as scary as before. (laughs) Here, the air reeks of rotting flesh and the vegetation. (laughs) 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 Or it's the zombie that's following us around. And the vegetation that filled the first level does not grow down this far. Now you can see that there are two more balcony levels below you. Oh, so we just went down to the next balcony. We went down to the next level, yeah. So it's two floors. You were on the top floor, now you're on the second down. At the bottom of that set of steps, right away to your left, there is another hallway going away from the central chamber. Ahead of you, a hallway going straight. And to your right, a third doorway, which you can see is this massive 15 foot tall 10 foot slab of stone and i think some of you would be able to see that there are these three holes carved into the door i walk up to the door yeah let's check out the big the door. door on the far side yeah as as you were going around you get about halfway and you see this plaque on the wall carved in bronze the ring is a path to another tome the dead abhor sunlight only a jewel can tame the frog Bow as the dead god intoned into darkness, descend. Do you have the other pages that we already have? Let's consider them no longer relevant. Okay, I consider those no longer relevant. (laughs) So you got three ways you could go, or you could even descend down to the next level if you so desired. I still want to check out the door. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So you head up to this door. 
As you get closer and closer, you start to hear these guttural moans from the other side. These three oval holes carved into a nine-foot-wide, ten-foot-high stone door are right at your human head height. As you approach, three heads stick out of the holes, each covered in putrid flesh and gnashing on an iron bit bolted to a chain bridle in their mouths. I float the candle over in their face. These are zombies. Yeah. And they're sticking their heads through these holes, just like gnashing, seeing that you are living flesh out here, trying to get at you, but not able to get through the door. I bring my candle high. I glow it higher and I put it in their faces. They don't react to this, this light source instead focusing on your living flesh and you can hear their claws scraping on the other side of the door. Oh, are their heads like the entire way through the holes? <laughs> yeah, think of it like a dog sticking his head through a fence. Horik just picks up Bob the Battle Axe and just goes for a slice like a little whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah, you decapitate the first one and you can hear its body slump back on the other side. I that guess that's easy. as good as light. <laughs> <laughs> Unless another I don't one know just why the candle up. didn't work. That hole now is like a nice little window for you to look through if you want. Except for the don't other. Put your uh, head in there. No. <laughs> there's there's zombies coming out of the other holes. Oh, yes. Float your candle so, into it. So next, okay. next he'll do After the he boar mace yep. on, on one of them. Yep. You bash in its head and it just kind of slumps there. It's chin locking it down into the into space. Can Lee have hole. a crack at this one? Lee, my guess. Second. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lee's going to do a double skewer with her short swords. You just like side to side? Yeah. Or I was thinking like front forward. Front. Oh, up through the chin? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, You uh, skewer the zombie head and pull your swords out and it slumps back through and now you have two open windows and one with a crushed zombie head in it. Nice. We really figured this puzzle out, you guys. Good job. (laughs) I float the candle through one of the holes. Okay. You take a peek through and you can see through the other side a bronze sarcophagus on top of an ancient chariot. Oh, we need more sarcophagi, I'm pretty sure. On the wall opposite you, behind the chariot, a giant bronze shield bears the embossed image of a Chalton warrior carrying a spear. Below that, there appears to be some sort of inscription, but you can't read it from this distance. And there are statues to either side of the pedestal. Hmm. We don't see any more undead in there? That is all you see. Uh, You can see, uh, probably if you're craning your head, you can see that the zombies, their bridles that they had in their mouths are attached to this chain apparatus that loops up to a pulley in the ceiling. Oh, whoops. (laughs) So this this one that's still like sticking its head out the door, does it have one of these bridles? Yes, it does. Can we give it a yank? You pull on it. You feel a little bit of give, but it's almost like you're pulling against the mechanism in the wrong direction. So Push it back in. We were supposed, supposed to, to scare the in. zombies to run back so they would uh, pull the chain. Zombies aren't That's why scared I was trying of anything. to scare them with light. Well, I could have turned undead, but you guys killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were already dead. Can't you just bring them back now? Uh, not without 24 hours of rest and an orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't have that orange juice. <laughs> yeah, we got the time, but... Well, then I guess we finished with this room. (laughs) 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 Onward we go. Ah, shucks. So, yeah, your candle probably wasn't enough, but like a daylight spell probably would have done it. We didn't even try the door. Yeah, we Mm. could try the door. It appears to be a giant heavy stone. If you were to really do the math, you might think it might weigh upwards of a thousand pounds. 
All right, Horik. I don't do the math, though, <laughs> and I assume it's very light. So you're saying no. I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> it's it's not impossible. Upwards of a thousand pounds. Upwards of a thousand pounds. So we use leverage Horik's and pulleys. a big guy. Doesn't right. Horik weigh yeah. about a thousand pounds? <laughs> Horik's a tight 280. Okay. So I'm going to bet that Horik can probably deadlift like four or five hundred pounds. Sure. And there's also three other people here. Sure. So what, I got 50. What would your com- <laughs> <laughs> what would your combined strength scores be? Horik is 19. Okay. 10 for Lee. Okay. 29. 12 for okay. Douglas. 16 on Crate's side of things. All right. So are you guys all working together to try and lift this thing? Sure. I'm using magic. <laughs> <laughs> Three of you get down and wedge your fingers underneath the bottom of the door. Horik's giving you some pointers on your form and you lift. And now it's at its pinnacle and you're there, knees and arms are wobbling as you're deciding whether or not you're going to j- dive in or not. I use yeah. sh- shape water and make ice <laughs> to hold it up. That's okay. not going to hold up a thousand pounds. You no, wet, so you, you wedge, can go in. You wedge it with a couple oh. icicles. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm already walking We tuck and roll. Yep. Yeah. You guys all dive in. Yeah. Hopefully all we right. can get out. <laughs> just want to see this chariot. That sounds pretty neat. Yeah, it does. Be a lot easier you to get open around that sarcophagus, in here. Or should we just stack it all on Horik? <laughs> Stack what on Hork? All the curses on him. Oh. <laughs> that's true. Our curse mule. Just, <laughs> just going to keep crippling him? Maybe we'll, well find one no. that's like super aggressive and it'll balance out. You technically get also a bonus every time it happens. You yeah. Just doesn't, this one didn't help you. All right. So you guys move forward into this room. You can see now that on the sides of the room, there are six glass cauldrons brimming to the top with humanoid bones Uh-oh. lining the wall of the tomb. At the center of the tomb is this ancient chariot bearing a bronze sarcophagus. There's treasure strewn all atop it. Nice. Paintings on the chariot show a tall bird with a long, sharp beak. Do you guys approach the south wall with that big shield? I, that hasn't helped us in the past so far. Yeah, shields <laughs> suck now. <laughs> They're all fused and stuff. So as you go up there... <laughs> yeah, I guess we go up there. <laughs> on the south wall here, there's a big bronze shield about eight feet across, bearing the embossed image of a Chilton warrior carrying a spear, below which is an inscription that reads, Bow before no one. Four bronze statues stand on pedestals to either side of the shield. They depict Chilton warriors, one with a sword, two with spears, and one with no face. Well, so... Bows to the one no. with no face. <laughs> Slow down. I thought you were supposed to be risk adverse. <laughs> um, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> He's bowing to the one with no face, apparently. <laughs> All right, so he... I mean, this says bow is the dead god in tone, but I've, we could figure it out first. <laughs> it says bow to no one. Horik bows before the faceless statue, and the others, two with the spears and the one with the sword, shift. <laughs> The sword wielder sheathes its sword, and the two with their spears stand tall with their spears at their sides and tamp them to the ground. That's all that happens. You solved the puzzle. I guess. I don't, Hmm. yeah. I mean, I consider that a positive reaction. Yeah. But did anything happen with the sarcophagus? Nothing. Nothing. Do you want to check it out? Are you looking at it? Yeah. Okay, so on top of the sarcophagus is all this treasure. You see like a golden torque, which is like a metal ring that could be used as like a either a headdress or as an armband, depending on how big your biceps are. 
three golden cups, five gold cloak pins, and some golden amulet with a giant red ruby in it. Oh, I picked that up. We do need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pick up the red ruby. Douglas, yes. as you touch the amulet. Here we go. You yep. die. <laughs> this ghostly spirit bursts forth from it. Make a charisma saving throw. Douglas rolled 21 on his charisma. You can feel this spiritual presence attempting to burst into your mind, trying to tell you, do as I command. But you manage to shake the spirit off. Eh. And you hold in your hand this amulet. I give it three snaps. Hell no. Tell me a second. Did you bow to the statue? I did not bow to the statue. Oh, no. Roll initiative. All right. As... Douglas touches the amulet and fends off the ghostly presence attempting to come from it. The bones and the cauldrons start to assemble themselves into these skeletal humanoids and start rushing out at you. The statues at the front take an aggressive stance. What are your initiatives? Douglas rolled a two. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm busy. Love it. I'm busy fending off a demon or whatever. Oric. Eleven. Lee. 14. And Crate. Also 14. Lee, your first react. I quickly bow to the one with no face. <laughs> you rush over to it, bowing at its feet. Perfect. Crate, what do you do? Did anything happen when he bowed at his feet? Nothing as dramatic as when Horik did it. You, see, <laughs> you can still see these skeletons, like, ushering their way towards you and, and Douglas. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'll go over to the statue. I got a bit of distance there anyway. Okay. And I, I'll do the whole bow thing. Good. Crate bowed. Horik, it is your turn. Bow for Douglas. Bow for Douglas. <laughs> Be my proxy. Horik turns himself around to face the two skeletons that have assembled themselves on the wall yep. against him. Yep. And readies himself in case they get too close. Okay, so he's ready to attack if they get close. Yeah. At this point, 12 skeletons converge on Douglas. These skeletons are swarming around the chariot. Right now, probably only two of them will be able to get in at you. But that will be enough, I'm sure. A 19 to hit. Oh, yeah. That definitely fits. And a natural one. Oh, yeah. You take five piercing damage as the first skeleton rakes you with its claws. The second misses. It is your turn. I am going to cast this fourth level spell of Storm Sphere. It's a 20-foot radius sphere of whirling air springs around the existence center on a point you choose within range. The sphere remains... For the spell's duration, each creature in the sphere, when it appears or at the end of their turn, must succeed on a strength saving throw or take a 2D bludgeoning damage. The sphere's face is difficult terrain. Yep. Until the end of the spell, you can use a bonus action on each of your turns to cause a bolt of lightning to leap from the center of the sphere towards one of the creatures you choose within 60 feet of the center. Make a ranged spell attack. You have advantage on the attack roll. If the target is within the sphere, on a hit, the target takes 46 lightning damage. All right. All my skeletons are going to make saving throws. Mm-hmm. There are 12 of them. What is my target number? 15. Okay. They have a plus zero, so this is a straight roll. Fail. 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 <laughs> Succeed. Oh. oh, one of them. Fail. 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 Succeed. Two so far. Fail. Fail. 10 out of 12 will take the 2d6 bludgeoning. Okay. Wow. That ain't too shabby. So six 
on that. Those skeletons bludgeoned by the rocks and the, the debris that begins to swirl up in the storm sphere. Everyone that took full damage is down and destroyed. Holy smokes. It. it was worth doing this well, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, you did 60 damage. Yeah. All right. What do you do now? Well, I'll use my bonus action to use one of the lightning bolts. Sure. On one of these guys. Okay. I make a ranged attack. 23. That hits. I'm going to do the one closest to the doorway. Okay. 15. 15 damage. The lightning bursts it and it just like shatters into bones. I don't bow to no one. Any movement? <laughs> oh, yeah. I get off this sarcophagi. Okay. And I'm going to back up to here. Okay. Oh, bow. So you, so, <laughs> no. So moving away from the statues. On initiative count of 20, you see the embossed engraving on the shield animate and come to life. Oh, good. It raises its hand back. And it, like It's like a two-dimensional f- like flat plane. And it hurls a spear of force straight at Douglas. Zips over the everybody else's heads. 17, does that hit you? It does, yeah. Take 18 force damage. Oh, shit. Lee, what are you doing? Douglas, check your pride! <laughs> I'm thinking that if we just kill all the undead and you eventually bow like you should have a while ago, <laughs> that those guys will stop attacking us. So I'm going to go after the one undead. Okay. I'm just going to get Hamlet to take care of him. So I'll push Hamlet to go attack him. Okay, Hamlet rushes over. Yeah, if I, if it's needed, I'll attack as well, but okay. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So he's going to rush up to him and try to bite him with his, you know, mouth. Oh, that's a 20. All right, natural 20. 20 damage. Oof. Not uh, enough. He, tear, <laughs> he tears it's the strongest it. strongest one. <laughs> he tears it limb from limb, and the skeleton is disassembled on the ground. Good boy. Who's a good boy? Crate, anything on your turn? Yes, there will be. You're going to cast command on Douglas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did I... I just, like, read your mind there. That's why he was taking so long. I couldn't remember if that was the thing that only worked with snakes or whatever, but that's... <laughs> That's animal friendship suggestion I can cast on anyone. Okay. So. (laughs) I'm going to know you did that. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, you guys aren't friends. We're not friends with Crate. That's true. Don't worry. Honestly, it's only a 12 saving throw. You're probably fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Although that shouldn't. Is it charisma or wisdom? It's a wisdom saving throw. Mm. But either way, Crate shouts at Douglas to go over and bow to the, it was the no face statue that we're bowing to, right? Yep. That. Okay. 11. So you Not fail. Enough. I fail. Huh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm going to be so mad. You're going to be fighting it the whole way. What are you going to do? Skeletons are currently destroyed, but you can see that the animated feature on this bronze shield is still getting ready to throw another force bolt. Is it still aimed at Dougie? It's still aimed at Dougie. Yeah, I'm going to die before I get there. <laughs> is this thing, like, movable? Can, can we, like... Push it or rotate it or change the direction that it's facing? Uh, it's pretty <laughs> Just huge. turn it around. It can't throw it. You don't think that you'd be able to move it. Is it too late to do a bonus action on my turn just to heal on Douglas? Sure. Horik is going to... Maybe throw a blanket over top of it. Maybe throw a blanket. I can't see it. Can't see Doug. <laughs> it's like a T-Rex. Horix is, for some reason, still carrying his war pick from like way back when. Sure. And so he just tosses it in the direction of this shield thing. Okay, you whip it through the air, 
and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that the, the tip of your pick strikes it perfectly. And, and it like, there's like a sparkle and... And it's, it's actually yeah. more like a ripple in the air as the pick rebounds off of the shield and clatters to the ground. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Still like my blanket idea. <laughs> you can do that in your I turn. like a tube and Hork doesn't have a blanket. Uh-huh. Oh. You all look in horror around the room as from those giant cauldrons, more bones begin to assemble. Gee, I wonder why. And 12 more skeletons claw their way out. Sure. Douglas, it's your turn. I move towards the thing because I have absolutely no choice. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be your only reason. <laughs> I'm fighting it. I'm like, I got this, you guys. I have a sweet six spell going on. <laughs> and you bow. Yep. And the skeletons fall to the ground and the animated shield freezes. The statues return to their positions and calm and quiet falls over the room. Mystery solved. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I guess. I got this sick amulet. I put it on, I guess. Okay. You can tell that the amulet is innately magical, but it will take you a short rest to attune to it. Okay. Another seven hit points for Douglas. Thank you. Healing word. What else is on that sarcophagus? On top of the sarcophagus, you have a torque, three gold cups, five gold cloak pins, and that amulet that was there. Okay. Uh, uh, well, we are pirates after all. Well, some of us are. The remaining two pirates. Me and Horik are pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Horik grabs one of the cloak pins for each of us and passes them out. Crate requires no treasure but the black opal crown. But it looks so good on you. No, thank you. Gold isn't my color. <laughs> all right. When you're not looking, I pin it on your back. <laughs> <laughs> With a kick me sign on <laughs> Yeah. I write douche on the back. <laughs> <laughs> And then I start kicking crate. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> thanks for the heels. No thanks for the mind control. So with flashy gold pins attached to your cloaks, you are done in this room, maybe. Huzzah! Anything else you wanted to check out while you're in here? There's some nice bones in that cauldron that I take a look at. <laughs> what about inside? You don't of- want the gold, but you're like, mmm, bones. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to figure out whose tomb this is? It's oh, yeah, the, it's the, the crane. It's the crane one. You oh, see, the crane? Yeah, you okay. see the engravings of the crane on the side of the, gotcha. s- the chariot. Don't you want to see a dead crane? Anyone yeah, want to see hell a dead yeah, crane? I do. <laughs> Should we pop it open? Or is that disrespectful? Well, I mean, it probably means somebody's getting cursed, but... No, that already happened. Fork, go ahead. <laughs> With the jewel. We already covered that. Oh, was that what that was? I thought it was when we opened the sarcophagus. No, I took the jewel. It was when, when we pick up an item. It was when they touched the item. On the first tome, it was when we opened the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus had the ring inside, then Hork grabbed the ring. Gotcha. Okay. It's so all about we've, them We've probably bling, got what know? we need here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys don't want to see a dead body? I mean, there's one standing right there. (laughs) Like every day, I feel like we see a a new dead body. (laughs) This one's a crane, though. (laughs) Fine. I think they prefer Iblex. All right. You leave the room. You get back out into the grand staircase, and you can see down to your left the stairs that descend downwards. There's a hallway on the far side ahead of you, a hallway to your right. And from that right hallway, you hear, and around the corner comes a skeleton with this steel apparatus attached to the top of his head in the shape of a cube. 
Oh, so it's like the same thing, but a cube head this time. Yeah. Okay. It sees you and begins to run the opposite direction. Oh. <laughs> oh hey, get back here. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is this... Nobody runs away from me. And where's he running to? Down that hallway towards, okay. towards Let's go. the east. Yeah. Okay. Choo choo. Let's go. I mean, we already collected the pyramid head guy. We want. We want yeah, we want, all the, we want all the blocks and whatnot. You guys rush after it as you are chugging your way down. You round that corner. You can see ahead of you another chamber opens up ahead of you. Lying halfway in between you and the skeleton is a dead body lying on the ground. The skeleton runs into this room and rounds the corner. You hear it stop moving. The click, 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 click comes to a stop. You can almost sense that it is waiting for you. Guys, another dead body. <laughs> See, you didn't have to wait too long. Yay. <laughs> Do you inspect the body? Yeah, I'll take a look. You're all about looking uh, at yeah, dead bodies. I've never said no to looking at a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> you stop at that halfway point in the hallway, leaning over, seeing that this corpse is half human, half goat, dressed in robes. Gripping a staff tipped with a bronze goat head. That's pretty weird. It's got a backpack and like a giant tome strapped to his side. He kind of is dressed like a wizard. Sort, right, of, like I'm gonna du- sort of like Douglas. Douglas, take the staff. We don't look anything alike. That's weird. You got the same style. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a pretty sick style. Yeah. You guys are pretty dope. All except right. he's dead. I, <laughs> yeah, that staff didn't actually work out for him. Hmm. I pick it up and look at the staff. Okay. Make an arcana check. 27. 27 Arcana? Yep. I fucking crit that Arcana check. Nice. Bitch. You think that this is a staff of striking? Yeah, you hit people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you hit someone with it in a melee attack, you can expend some of its magical power to create a force effect. Cool. Yeah, it's nice you have a melee weapon now. Ish. I've always had a dagger. Yeah, but daggers are sucky. You think that you will have to attune to it, though, if you want to use it. (laughs) I have all this magical shit I can't use, actually. (laughs) We need that short rest. Okay, let's look in the backpack. Yeah, you're looking in the backpack. You find his spell book and you find a journal. Any snacks? Whatever snacks he had are now desiccated and rotted. So Crate might like them. Horik riffles open the journal and sees the final entry. To those who find this... Know that I, Devlin Bashir, am the last surviving member of the Company of the Yellow Banner. I remember the Yellow Banner. Where have we heard of the Yellow Banner before? They had a tent out in Omu, and we're also talking about heading down into the tomb. Wow. Apparently it didn't go well. Yeah, they didn't have the great Zongo and How'd they get in there without the company? <laughs> The warlord Raz Nasi stripped us of our weapons and threw us in here on orders of his master, Asarak. Told you that guy was a dick. (laughs) We didn't disagree with you ever on that. (laughs) No, he's my friend. (laughs) I can only imagine our souls are to be fed to his phylactery. Alas, it seems he has won. Our company was separated after the incident with the four-armed gargoyle. What? (laughs) That's a fair reaction. The Tomb Guardians tore Seward to pieces, and with him, we lost the Starfallen. Our quest was a failure, even if we'd found the Eye, the Elf Princess was gone. My friends wouldn't have lasted long without their weapons, especially with a doppelganger in our midst, as suspected. 
Of course, I kept my staff. I'm sure Brixton would have seen some humor in that. Gentle reader, let a dying man offer you one piece of advice. Asrak is a trickster who desires nothing but your soul. His riddles may help you, but in the end, his final secret always leads to your doom. Timora, save us all. It's a lot to unpack in there. Yeah, you could spend time going through the journal. If you do spend time on it, I'll give you more information, but that's up to you if you want to go deal with the skeleton right away. I think that's top priority. Horak rolls it up and sticks it in his pocket. Okay. You guys move on into the next room. So I'm going to do a sweet slide inwards and then look towards the direction with my bow drawn. Like an acrobatic, like, shoo! Yeah, as as in ready to fire an arrow to the left. As you slide in, the skeleton is attempting to make a sneak attack against you right right as you come through the door. Its daggers are flashing out. It's going to attack with disadvantage because you specifically said you were doing something cool. (laughs) 18 to hit you. Yep. All right. Bummer. Four damage from the dagger slicing into the side of your neck. It aims low just as you like Neo Matrix underneath it. A little bit of a nick there. Mm-hmm. And then you come up on its other side. Go ahead and make your attack. And I unleash hell. Lee slides in with their bow and fires. 22 to hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Dealing 10 damage. And it collapses into a clatter of bones. And then all of its rib cage, its arms, its legs evaporate, leaving just the skull with the cube fused to it up behind. Cool. Okay. We took the skull of the other one, too, didn't we? Yes, you did. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to yeah. pocket this one. We're keeping all the shapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it in your bag. Lee, this room smells of wine. Mm. The floor is a checkerboard marble pattern. In the center is a gilded coffin sparkling in sunlight that streams down from the chamber's vaulted ceiling, which is about 12 feet overhead of you. On the left and right walls, two on each side, four huge stone gargoyle heads, their mouths agape protruding from the walls. So we're at another sarcophagus. That's what it seems to be. So let's try to figure out which god we're dealing with. I'll go up to the sarcophagus, I guess. Okay. And see if there's any engravings on it or something. There's a closed coffin in the middle of this room with a hinged lid. There's the sunlight streaming down on top of it. Well, where is the sun even coming from? It appears to be some sort of like spell or illusion Mm. that's that's emanating it straight from the ceiling. Okay. Okay. We needed an elaborate system of mirrors to shine the sunlight on the uh, I was just thinking <laughs> on the, the zombies. Yeah, the dead abhor sunlight that seems to be uh, prevalent because we're dealing with like a ray of sunlight here. What do we got that's shiny in here? Anything shiny? Nope. I got a shield. Does a... Shiny? Does yeah. A, okay. Does a sarcophagus lid count as a door? Like you wanted to like th- the term is it open? Yeah. I mean, you could. As long as it's unlocked. Yes. Okay, I'll try it. 30 feet. My favorite part about the Thermogy is that it says it slams open. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to look and see if there's any engravings, so I freak out. (laughs) It slams open, and the sunlight then illuminates the inside of the sarcophagus. You can see that on the inside of the lid is a wooden plaque. And from the entrance where you guys came through, you hear a as a giant stone block slowly descends down, blocking the entrance. Well, right now, decide are you staying in the room? Douglas. No. Oh, great. Sure. Lee, are you staying in the room? Yep. Horek, you staying in the room? 
Yeah, the old Horrock would have probably run for it, but he's feeling a little risk-averse, so Douglas he doesn't. Douglas ran out of the room. Bye, guys. Thanks. <laughs> the stone slams down into place, and then from the mouths of the four gargoyle heads, wine starts to pour out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> In a gushing river, the room begins to fill. We'll see you in two weeks. If you enjoyed the show and want to support what we do, number one way is to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Furthermore, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Share our new episodes on social media. Visit the House of Bob merch website on Etsy for House of Bob zines, dice, trays, art, prints, and more. And by joining the House of Bob Discord server to hear all the new episodes three days early. Artwork for this episode was by Sean Makes of Instagram.com slash Sean Makes. Audio production was provided by Astronomic Audio, the 100% Canadian-owned and operated podcast editing service that makes your big ideas sound even bigger. Music was produced by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. House of Annihilation is made possible by our Patreon supporters. And if you'd like to be part of making this podcast possible, visit Patreon.com slash House of Bobcast. We never figured out what that pulley system was for. Oh, well. Opening the door. door. Opening the door. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're supposed to scare the zombies away so they would pull the chain up. Mm. Didn't matter. We were too swole for that puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>